Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome one and all to New Life Horizon Church. To those who are listening online, we want to specially say good morning to you and to welcome you because you took the time out in this time when you could have been listening elsewhere. And so... We give you thanks, Lord, for this opportunity to share with others. So all those who are listening and to those who are members, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a new week. It's a new opportunity to praise the Lord, to give him thanks, to magnify his name, to declare his goodness, and to give him thanks for all that he has done for us. He has done so many things, things that we don't even see yet. They have not come to fruition. He has blessed us in so many ways. The mere fact that I'm here standing is a blessing. I can stand on my own two feet and say, praise the Lord. So wherever you are, just take five seconds and stand up and just praise the Lord right now. Just give him thanks for his goodness. Thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for his peace. Thank him for his love. Thank you for his generosity. Thank him for his goodness and his mercies that endures forever. As long as you live, his goodness and mercy, even in your internal life, it is there. Goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. And we are grateful. We are thankful because you are sovereign and there is no other God. No one compares to you, and so we give you thanks, Lord. This morning, I would like to read from Psalm 46. And it goes like this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will fear, not fear, even though the earth be removed into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swellings, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of tabernacle of the most high, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just as at the break of the dawn. The nations rage and kingdoms were moved. He utter his voice, the earth melted the lord of hosts is with us the the god of jacob is our refuge come behold the works of the lord who made the desolations in this earth he makes war cease to the end of the earth 
he breaks the bows and cut the spears in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Let us praise the Lord knowing that he is good and his mercies is everlasting. Knowing that he is a strong tower that we can run into. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are righteous and so we are saved. We run into the Lord knowing that he's our strength, he's our fortress, he's our tower. Lord, your word says, Lord, you make the angels hold us up lest we dash our foot against the stone. Lord God, we give you praise this morning. We magnify you, Jehovah. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah our healer, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah our banner. Jehovah, you are the king of kings. You are the alpha and the omega. Father God, we are grateful to you. We are thankful. We look to you as the one who is able to do all things. We need not fear. We need not scour in, 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 in fear and wonder what is happening because we know that you are in control. We know that you're our God. And so we can stand on the privilege of knowing you and knowing that whatever you say will be, whatever was written before the creation of time will be, whatever you have written about our lives will be. And so we give you thanks, Lord. We give you thanks. Thank you for your will. Thank you for causing us even now, Lord God, as we pray, as we look to you, as we quiet our hearts to hear from you, Lord, that we may bow our will to your will. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we are grateful to you this morning. We are thankful to you, Lord God. But God, but for you, where would I be? But for you, where would we be in this coronavirus situation? Lord, we don't even have to think about coronavirus anymore. All we need to do is keep our eyes focused upon you, Lord. And listen to what you're saying. And humble ourselves before you, Lord. And turn from our wicked ways, Lord God. And you will heal our land. This is a covenant. This is what you have said to us. So Lord, as we turn, Lord, as we recognize that we have made other gods our God, as we recognize that we have shopped till we drop, Lord, we have, have, have looked to mammon and not to you. Lord, we bow. We choose to bow this morning. Bow our lives, our heart, everything to you. And we say, take over, Holy Spirit, have your way. Change our hearts that our hearts will be hungering after righteousness, running after you, Lord. This we pray 
Come, Holy Spirit, come into this, this service today and have your own way. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your will be done because you are indeed the sovereign God and there is no other God but you. Jesus, Jesus, you're alive. Jesus, Jesus, forever you have overcome it all for us, Lord. Lord, we now have eternal life and we can stand on that, Lord God. Death has been defeated. It has lost its sting. Father God, we can praise you and sing hallelujah and magnify your name because you are the only true and living God. There is no other way but your way, Lord. Lord, you are Jesus. You are the center. You are the center of our hearts, Lord God. Lord, even now, Father God, we take our eyes off our situations and our problems and we look to you, God. You alone are worthy to be praised, to be lifted up, to be magnified, and we glorify you, Lord. Jesus, we sing hallelujah. Jesus, we look to you. Jesus, you are our joy. You are our strength. You are our ever-present help in time of need. Lord, we can sing of your peace because we have your peace, Lord. Because we have you. You are the only one who can give us true peace. And so, Lord, we give you thanks. We are grateful. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful, Lord for what you have done for us. And we sing, hallelujah. Our souls sing out to you. Our praises, Father God, may it never end. May we never forget. May we never look back. You are a good God. And to this we give you praise. So at this time, we'd like to just invite Sister Tamar Dowdy. Good morning, everyone. I'd just like to take a minute to pray before I begin. Father, we come before you, God, in the name of your son, Christ Jesus. Father, my prayer this morning, God, is simple. Father, let your will be done. Let your will be done, God. For God, we're all here for a purpose, Father. And Father, you would led all of us here because, God, there is something that each of us needs, God, that you will provide. I pray, mighty God, in Jesus' name, that your word, God, will touch us, will transform us, will make a difference in our lives, God. Let your will be done, God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So, my name is Tamar Dowdy, and this morning I would like to share with us the scripture in John 14, verse 6 where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I'd like to take a minute to examine these words. Jesus starts by saying, I am. Now, when we say I am, it's a way of 
usually introducing ourselves. It's a statement about who we are. It's setting an expectation. When I say I am, you see, you start forming an, op an opinion. You see, I'm a woman. If I say I'm a carpenter, I'm telling you the trade that I'm in. If I say I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, etc., it builds a foundation. And if the interaction goes beyond an introduction, we expect that that foundation, the foundation for a relationship would have been laid. So here, by saying I am, he's giving us direction. Direction to God the Father. Whereas often we're told there are many ways to God, Jesus says I am. He didn't say we are, there are. He said I am. I am the way. I am the way. He is the way that leads to salvation. He's explicit. There aren't, while many people and many religions tell us that there are many ways to God, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the only way. Okay? By saying he's the way, he's offering a pathway. He's offering guidance. He's offering a method of achieving fellowship with the Father. Think of it. If we're baking a cake or we're going on a trip, we need a pathway. We need to navigate our way to the end of that journey. And Jesus is telling us, I am that way. If you bake a cake, the method you employ for achieving a light and airy cake is much different from the method you would employ to achieve a dense or heavy brownie or fruit cake. I'd like us to take a minute and consider the scripture in Jeremiah chapter 10 and verses 23 where he says, I know our lives are not our own. We're not able to plan our course. And we see here, if we go back towards, even back to chapter 9, and certainly earlier in chapter 10, uh, the Israelites were worshiping false gods. They were worshiping the gods, of, they were worshiping Baal that they had learned from their ancestors. In chapter 10 and verse, and verse 1, it says, Do not act like the other nations who try to read the future in the stars. Do not be afraid of their predictions, even though other nations are terrified by them. Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree and create, and craftsmen, sorry, create an idol. They decorate it with gold and silver and fasten it securely with a hammer and nails so it won't fall over. And we see in contrast here, if we go further, the, uh, these gods were made by man. They were able to do nothing except what the people who made them ascribed to them. Their only power was ascribed by the people who made them. We see also in Exodus chapter 32, where Moses was on the mountain, same situation. People became impatient, and they asked Aaron to build them a god, to make them a god. Aaron obliged, got them, uh, built a calf, built an altar, and after they constructed this God, they declared, this is the God that has led us from Egypt. I mean, 
what happened? <laughs> Think about it. After such, after such a trip, trip through, out of Egypt, they had the nerve to declare, this is the God that delivered us from Egypt. We see from these illustrations that these gods are incapable of directing our steps. These gods are incapable of paving a way for us. And Jesus, by contrast, says, I am the way. Now we've seen in his many teachings that he's illustrated that the way to God is through him. Now, are there any other ways? Many people will say yes. The scripture in Matthew 7, 13 and 14 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few finds it. So, clearly, there are not many ways, and these, these other pathways that we've seen from examples of the children of Israel in the Bible do not lead to the true and living God. Jesus also says, I am the truth. And according to the definition of truth, it is a fact or a belief that is accepted. It's accepted as true, and it is accepted as true in accordance with fact or reality. And John 4, 24 says, for God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In John chapter 8 and verse 32, it says, when Jesus was confronted with unbelief, he said, to his, he said his disciples would know the truth, and the truth would set them free. In contrast, in John 8, verse 44, Jesus speaks of the devil as the father of lies, having no truth in him. The warning is sobering, as we learn in 2 Corinthians 11, 13, and 14, that there are false prophets who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ, even as the devil disguised himself as an angel of light. Now, why is it important to know the truth? Is it, does it matter? Well, knowing the truth is important in this case because it gives us an insight into God. Truth is the foundation of the nature of God. And the word said that God is not a man that he should lie. Now, if you're building a relationship, it's important to have some sort of a foundation. You can't build a strong or healthy relationship with anyone without that strong foundation, that foundation of truth. Now, Now, uh, in Numbers 23 and 19, the scripture shows that God is not a man that he should lie, nor, the, nor a son of man that he should repent. And David tells us that the entirety of God's word is truth. Psalms 119, 1-6, says, Therefore, if the foundation of God's word is truth, we have the knowledge that it is absolute." If the foundation of God's word is truth, then we have the knowledge that it is true. It, it is absolute, I'm sorry, and trustworthy. And trust, of course, is necessary. 
in every relationship. Jesus also says he's the lie. Now, Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 reminds us that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. And Romans 5 and verse 10 tells us that while we were God's enemies, Jesus' death reconciled us with God and we inherited salvation through his life. Now, in Jesus, in obedience with his father, he came to earth as a living sacrifice, a sacrifice for our sins to redeem us and to, to redeem us to a relation, back to a right, right relationship with God. While Jesus was on earth, he was ridiculed, he was treated poorly, and he suffered to demonstrate God's great love for his children, for mankind. He committed no sin. He did not need to be reconciled with the Father, but he, but with, he needed no reconciliation with his Father, but he bore witness to mankind of God's great goodness and love. The scripture says, greater love had no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friend. Jesus is the way, the path, the route, the direction. He's absolute, he's unfailing. His truth and his certainty, he's true and certain, and he proves the certainty of God. In life, when there are so few things that are absolute, there are so few things that are certain, the truth depends on who you listen to, where you speak, what you're trying to sell. Isn't it amazing that we have one source of truth? We can absolutely rely on the truth and the certainty, certainty of God. In this last days, is that not comforting? Is that not appealing? Now, we also can free ourselves from the belief that we are able to do it. We, can, you know, we don't need a self-help book. We don't need gurus. We don't need the five steps to success or the 10 steps to financial freedom. We don't need to profess that we are or that we can do. We do not need to rely on our own strength, our own imagination, or own anything. All we have to do is believe in the one he sent forth. As John 6, 29 says, the work of God is to believe in the one he has sent. Won't you lay your heavy hearts and your confusion down and trust that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light? Won't you accept the gift of God through Jesus? Thank you, Tamar, for sharing with us this morning from John 14, verse 6, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the question I will ask you this morning who have listened, do you know that way to everlasting life? Because according to what Tamar just shared with us, that if you want to go to God, Jesus is the only route. If you want to 
if you want that pathway, there's no other way but Jesus. He is, Jesus is the, ne the necessity of Jesus. He's necessary for you to go to God. He's necessary for you to know God because as she says, he, he is the truth. And for you to know that truth, you have to, or to know that certainty of God, you have to go through Jesus. She then speaks about the life and for you to live that everlasting life you have to also go through Jesus. So Jesus is extremely necessary for every human being to get to God. Have you been trying to get to God? Have you been trying to attain relationship with God on your own? Because apart from Jesus, it can't happen. And she says Jesus is the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. There is no Buddha, no Allah, no Krishna, no Ja, no Confucius, no El Selassie, no all of the other gods. There is no other God really. There is no other God. Jesus is the only way to God the Father. He is the necessary route. He is the necessary knowledge. He is the necessary life that you need to get to Jesus. Answer this morning, the question is, do you know Jesus who provides the way? Do you know him who gives the knowledge, not the intellectual knowledge that many of us may have? Because the reality, I, I, I understand and I've learned over time, is that there are many who are trying to gather information to know God. And God is more than information gathering. We, we, we read our Bibles as sometimes as a ritual to say we did devotion. But how many times have we walked away without hearing his voice instructing us for the day? And so if you find that at the end of meeting and what you call doing your devotion or reading and you cannot say unequivocally that God said you have not met with him. Because if you are in a conversation or a dialogue and he hasn't spoken, it meant that you are the only one there. He wasn't there with you. He wants to speak to you. And this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging all of us this morning who heard Tamar's message that you cannot get to God the Father through, without going through Jesus. He is, if you want to be going, go through him. If you want to be knowing, know through him. If you want to live, let him give you the everlasting life. Believe in him and he gives us everlasting life. And this morning I want us to be doing, we're going to be doing communion. And I, at home you may have bread, you may have some grape juice, you may have orange juice, apple juice. It's a symbolic. That's what we're doing this morning. We are coming before the Lord and we're saying to him, Father, you said in your word that often, as often as we do it, we're to do it in remembrance of you. And so I want to read this morning from 1 Corinthians 11, from verse 23 to verses 32 1st Corinthians 11 from verse 23 to verse 32 and I'll be reading from the good news version the GNT version and it reads as follows for I received from the Lord the teaching that I passed on to you that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took a piece of bread gave thanks to God, broke it and said, this is my body 
which is for you. Do this in memory of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and said, This cup is God's new covenant, sealed with my blood. Whenever you drink it, do so in memory of me. This means that every time you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. It follows that if one of you eats the Lord's bread or drinks from his cup in a way that dishonors him, you are guilty of sin against the Lord's body and blood. So then, you should each examine yourself first and then eat the bread and drink from the cup. For if you do not recognize the meaning of the Lord's body, when you eat the bread and drink from the cup, you bring judgment on yourself as you eat and drink. That is why many of you are sick and weak, and several have died. If we would examine ourselves first, we would not come under God's judgment. But we are judged and punished by the Lord so that we shall not be condemned together with the world. And so this morning, before we eat of the bread and drink of the cup, I want us to stop. And the truth is, you cannot partake of the bread and the blood or the body and the blood of Jesus until you're in that position. You have found Jesus. You recognize the necessity of Jesus. You believed in him. You accepted the gift of salvation that is offered. And you come to Jesus, as Tamar mentioned earlier, as the way. You come first and you say, Jesus, I come confessing. I come wanting to know God the Father. But I recognize that I must come through you. And so this morning I'm asking for us to just to stop and to repent of, of any sin in our lives. Where there is unforgiveness. Where there is malice. Where there is deception where there is stealing where there is cheating where there is any form of sin any sexual immorality anything in your life any thought life if your thought life is not right let us stop this morning and ask the lord to forgive us because the scripture says that many have fallen asleep many have become sick and weak because they have taken the body in an unworthy manner and Jesus is saying, it is simple as saying to me, Lord, forgive me. And he invites you to come and to partake in the everlasting life that he gives. So this morning, I want us to just to stop. Confess our sins. Go before the Lord. If you are already a believer, go before the Lord and ask him to show you where you have sinned. Where you have harbored sin in your life. Where you have lived with sin in your life beyond today. And ask him to forgive you. And if you do not know him, this is a good opportunity to come and to say to him, Father, I recognize that I have tried to get to the Father on my own way. I have tried many pathways. I've heard about many things to do, but I fail to recognize and to, to come and to come to know and to come through Jesus, the necessary Jesus, the necessity to come to the Father. There is nothing else. Nothing else, no one else can compare. No other man-made God, as Tamar mentioned, that those gods are limited to what the people created him to do. Actually, the people who created the gods are still in control because they dictate how the eyes are shaped, how the hands are, what wood is made from. So you see, people still want to have gods that they are in control of. But this, we are, this God we are presenting to you this morning is a sovereign God. 
He is in control. He dictates. No other God. All there are the works of men. But no other God can. But this God with the great I am. This great I am God. We are introducing you this morning. And so we want to stop and ask him to forgive us of our sins. And cleanse us this morning of all unrighteousness. Father, we recognize that we have sinned in our thoughts and in our actions. And we come to you this morning and ask you to create in us a clean heart, O God. And renew our right spirit within us. We have listened to the lies of the enemy. We have partnered with him in the thing that we do and the thing that we say and the ways we act. But this morning we come and we ask you for forgiveness. We ask that our minds will be pure. We ask that our actions will that will show that we are the children of God. Because the scripture says that if we claim to fellowship with you, God, and walk in darkness, we lie and there's no truth in us. And so this morning, Lord, we come and we confess that we have walked in darkness. We have thought thoughts that are not of you. We have done things that are contrary to the characteristics of Christ. We have arbored unforgiveness. We have arbored malice. We have arbored thoughts in our mind. We have, we have been resentful. God, we have done so many things that displease you. And your word says we cannot come to the Father until we come to Jesus. Because the word says Jesus lives in the Father. And the Father lives in Jesus. And Jesus lives in us. And we live in him. So Father, this morning... May we be pure vessels in which you can live. May we be pure vessels this morning, God, in which you can abide. May we be pure vessels in which you can, you can come, Father God, and stay and dwell and remain in. So purify us this morning. Forgive us. Forgive us, God. Forgive us. Forgive us, Father, where we have lied and where we have listened to the, the lies of the enemy. And have acted out on what we have heard. Father, we thank you for the, your blood this morning. We thank you for your body that was broken for us and was shed for us. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. So if you are ready and you have your bread this morning. And you have asked the Lord, you have sought him for forgiveness. If you are already a believer. And if you, this morning is your first time and you have asked him to come and to be your Lord, you have confessed that you are a sinner and you have asked him to come this morning and to be the very route, the very way, the direction to God, I pray that this morning you'll be ready that you'll take of the bread which represents the body of Christ which was broken for us and you will take of the wine which represents his blood that was shed for us and you will eat with us this morning and let us fellowship together because the scripture says we fellowship one with another come and fellowship with each other let us fellowship even though we are not in the same area where you're not in our we are not together but wherever you are listening to my voice as we eat of the body of christ and drink of his blood we are fellowshipping together we are fellowshipping one to another and the blood of jesus cleanse us and purify us of all unrighteousness. So let us eat and drink.
Thank you, Father. No other name. No other name, God. No other name has the power that your name has. No other name, God. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. Everlasting life is found in you. The beauty of coming to know Jesus is that there's so much in the package. He becomes that vehicle that takes you to the Father. He becomes that truth that, that, that causes you to know and to believe without a shadow of doubt. Actually factual with certainty that God is real. And he comes and he says, the moment you accept me, the moment you come and believe that I am sent from the Father, the moment that you believe and confess with your mouth that I am Lord, he says everlasting life, eternal life is given to those who know him and come. So this morning we are so happy to be with you. I want to thank you for joining us. We also want to continue to worship the Lord with our tithes and offering. It's an opportunity to, to bless the Lord. Because when you think about it, did you decide to wake up this morning? It's like this morning in worship, I recognize something that the Lord has given me that I have missed. He has given me the ability to hear his voice. Many this morning are in darkness are in despair and hopeless because they do not know how to recognize the voice of God. He says, some will be ever hearing, yet not understanding. Some will be seeing, but cannot perceive. And this morning when I worshiped, worshiped God, I said, God, I have so much to thank you for. You gave me the ability to hear you. You gave me the ability to hear your voice correcting me and encouraging me and nudging me on. There are so many others this morning who cannot hear the, the, the loving voice of God, who cannot hear the correcting voice of God, who cannot hear the voice of God nudging them to continue on that walk. And this morning, God, there's so much to give you thanks for. 
because you are the way and the truth and the life and I accepted you, you gave me the ability to hear your voice, to decipher your voice from every other voice and noise, the different static and, 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 and things that come along the way because every day there is something happening to distract us from the presence of God. Every day there is something happening in our lives whether at your workplace, at your home, or on the road, to distract you from being in the presence of the Lord. And I said to the Lord this morning, thank you. I thank you for breath. I thank you for food. I thank you for shelter. I thank you for health. But I thank you this morning for the ability to hear your voice. Calling me, correcting me, loving me, nudging me. Many can't this morning hear. Many have not heard. But I am so, I'm forever grateful. And so this morning, as you prepare, this morning, the, if you're online, you're the, we, or, or number, you can zell to 469-333-0397. Or you can even use our, our email address, which is newhorizonmin at gmail.com. And we guarantee you that whatever you sow, Whatever you sow in this ministry will be used to further the kingdom of God. Whatever you sow, so rest your heart, put your heart at ease. We're not buying planes, nor cars, or houses. We're not entertaining ourselves from it. We are using it to further the kingdom of God. That's why I want you to trust this ministry. And that's another thing. Ask the Lord for that ability to discern. Because when he gives you that discerning spirit, he will show you where to plant your seeds, where to sow, what to do with, and when you're blessing him back and saying, thank you, Father, for what you have given me. It's a privilege to have something to sow. He says he provides a seed for the sower. So if you don't have a seed this morning, ask him, Lord, is it because I'm not a sower? You have not given me a seed. And he says to those who give sparingly, he will bless sparingly. And to those who give generously, he will bless generously. So let, let the Lord trust you. Get to that place that God can trust you with, 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 with prosperity. Because prosperity is not only money. He can trust you with happiness and joy and peace. You know what it is to have peace? You cannot pay for that. And the Lord is saying, I want to trust you but you first must make me the way. I want to trust you, but you first must come and know that I am the truth. I want to trust you, and I want to give you everlasting life, but you have to start first base. First things first. So as we give of our tithe and our offering, we just want to give the Lord thanks this morning. And the song that is on my heart is thanks, thanks, I give you thanks. For all you have done, I am so blessed, my soul has found rest, oh Lord, I give you thanks, 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 I give you thanks. For all you have done, I am so blessed. My soul has found rest. 
Thank you for what you did on the cross many years ago. Thank you, Father, that you prepared your disciples before and you prepared them by breaking bread with them and drinking. And, Father, you are preparing us for what is to come. And you say, as often as you do, as often as you do, as often as you break bread and drink of the cup, you remember me. And so, Father, I thank you for the, 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 so, the seed that you have provided. God, imagine you gave us the seed and then asked us to give back. God, you did it. You gave us the health, the strength, the jobs, the know-how, the ability, the intellect, the, the, the breath to wake up tomorrow morning, the ability to understand what our supervisors and our bosses require of us. And then you say, trust me and give me back a portion. And so, Father, I pray that we may be found worthy. Oh, Lord, may we be found worthy this morning. And so, Father, I bless every seed this morning that is sown into the kingdom of God. I bless every seed for everyone who sowed this morning into NLH, New Life Horizon Church. And I thank you, Father God, that you are no man's debtor. You have a way of repaying us more. You, you said you give a 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold for what we have given. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the abundance that comes from you. And as we wave our offering, now we wave the offerings before you this morning. We said, Father, let this that we offer you continue to advance your kingdom. Let your kingdom come on earth because we have chosen to give of ourselves and our possessions to you as it is done in heaven. Let your will be done on earth and in our lives as it is done in heaven. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And so as you go this week, go recognizing that there is no way but the going through Jesus. There's no knowledge or belief but belief and knowledge in Jesus. And there's no life but the everlasting life that comes through Jesus. He's the only way. The only way. Not a way. The only way. The only truth. The only life. The, the, the article the is specific. The way. The truth the life and remember as you go this week live in repentance because that's the only way you will see him face to face have a blessed week may the Lord bless you and keep you this week may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you this week may the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you this week and grant you the peace that comes Before only from him, the way maker, the truth maker, the truth himself, and the everlasting God. In Jesus' name, amen.